כתב קי"א עמוד ב' Bridging Social Chasms, כאילו מידבק בשכינה. The uh, ability to inter-engage and inter-relate with people who are out of our league, how do you do that? And it's something that applies in every social, in every social milieu, really. Uh, how do you bridge these, these, these chasms if you want to engage with somebody who's uh, just, just way out of your league? What do you do? The example of the most out-of-league relationship in which we have to engage is with the Rebunish alone. We have to have a relationship to the Rebunish. We have to be close to the Rebunish. We have to uh, talk to the Rebunish. How do you do that? How do you get close to the Rebunish when... Uh, saying that he's out of our league is, is, an, un, is an understatement, obviously. It's just, well, what, what does that even mean? So we'll deal with that in, in the Gemara now, but it's not only uh, that example. Another example of, of being out of, out of league is how does an Amhoritz engage with a Talmud Chochem? A person is not, his head is not in learning, he's not a, that's not where he is, and he wants to have a relationship with the Talmud Chochem. What does he do? So you go to the Talmud Chochem and you tell him about some vort that you heard, so that you read on the internet? You go to the Talmud Chochem, you tell him about the Dvar Torah, you said at your table last Friday night, that's, what, that's how you waste his time? What do you do? So what, what else do you talk to him about? The soccer scores? That also doesn't work. So what do you, how do you engage? What's the conversation about? If you want to have a, if you want to have a discussion with a, with a Talmud Chochem, how do you do it? And it's not only in the areas of, 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 uh, of Torah and of uh, Talmud Chochem and Amoritz, The same thing applies in all areas of society. You want to talk to a great professor. You, and you want to talk to him about something in his area, but you, you can't talk to him about something in his area. That's silly. Uh, and again, you can't talk to him about something trivial. So how do you make conversation with somebody who's just in a, in a different league? That's what this uh, piece of Gemara deals with. Would that be a useful thing to know? Just, you, do, you just start a piece of Gemara, you think to yourself, How does one go through life without learning this piece of Gemara? How do you actually do it? What, what, how impoverished is your life if you don't know the sugya? And, and so day by day, every single day, we learn a piece of Gemara that kind of goes through my mind. How do you operate in the world? How did we operate in the world until this morning, until yesterday, until the day before without knowing these sugyas? Amr Rabbi Loza ben Padat. Our Gemara says Rabbi Loza. I've added in ben Padat because Rabbi Loza is a very confusing name in Shas. There's a Rabbi Loza who is a, a Tanah. From the Tanaic period, there's a Rabbi Loza ben Pedat who is, Rabbi, that's Rabbi Loza ben Shamua. There's Rabbi Loza ben Pedat. Very often they're just both referred to as Rabbi Loza. Uh, Rabbi Loza is a Talmud of Rabbi Akiva. He's the Tanaic one. This is Rabbi Loza ben Pedat who's a Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Loza, this Rabbi Loza used to, was, he started learning with Rav and Shmuel in Babylon, in Bovel. And then he came to Yisrael and he learned with Rabbi Yochanan. So you can imagine who this Rabbi Loza ben Pedat is, a Talmud of Rav, Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan. both in Bovel and in Eretz Yisrael. Um, so this Rabbi Lozov says, Amei ha'aratzot einam chayim. You're talking about a social chasm? Amaratzim have no life. And Rashi in Sanhedrin, this a similar sugi appears in Sanhedrin, Rashi in Sanhedrin says, that means l'chaya o'elom ha'boda is no t'chiyas ha'mesim. And Amoritz, when he dies, he's dead. That's it, it's over. He hasn't invested in building a future. So when he dies, there's, there's nothing there. Omele Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, his Rebbe says to him, Lo That's not what one says. That's not right. You see here the role of a Rebbe. The role of a Rebbe is not to tell you what to do. What to do, you can, you can find on the internet. You can Google what to do. You want to know what to do? Google. You don't need a Rebbe for that. What Google will never tell you 
is what not to do. To walk up to somebody and say, you know what, we don't do it that way. That's not what we do. That's not how you think. That's not the kind of question to ask. That's not the kind of question to answer. That's what a Rav does. Uh, and that's why it's very important, a Rav is like a coach, it's very important that a Rav is appointed, that you appoint somebody as your Rav, because you're giving him permission to challenge you. If you don't give him permission to challenge you, he's not going to challenge you. Where, where's he going to do that from? So he stands by and watches and you keep on making a mistake after mistake after mistake. If you want a coach, you want somebody to say to you, no, do it better. You can, you can do better. You can stretch further. That's not the way to do it. This is the way to go to give permission. Nobody's going to do it if you haven't told the person, engage with that person. You are my Rav. Uh, and this thing that we have nowadays of shuls in, in it's Israel particularly, but not only in Israel. So we don't need a rov. Everybody knows everybody is a Talmud Chochem. We don't need a rov. You don't need a rov to tell you what to do. You don't need a rov to teach you how to learn. You need a rov to teach you how not to learn. You need a rov to teach you how not to think, how not to act, how not to behave, how not to daven. That's the role of a rov. And it's a complete missing out on, on, on what it is. I think I've told you the story. I think it was a Baruch Bear who came back to his town after learning with Rukhaim for a long time. And the townsfolk said to the Baruch Bear after the Benazmanim, after the holidays, why are you going back to Rukhaim? We've got a full library here. And you're a big Tamil Chochem already. Why are you going back to your Rebbe? You're a cheder child. You have to learn by Rukhaim. Do you not know what's in the? Can you not just sit and learn? And he made that point. He said, yeah, I can learn everything on my own. I don't need a Rebbe to learn how to learn. I need a Rebbe to learn how not to learn. And that I can't do sitting here in the, in the village. I have to go back to my Rebbe. I have to go to Reb Chaim. Rabbi Yochanan says to his Talmud, Rabbi Loza ben Padat, the Rebbeinu Shalom doesn't like what you've just said. He doesn't argue with him on logic. He doesn't say there's anything wrong with it. He just says, that's not what you say. The posuk that you brought to, t- to prove that Amaratzim don't have uh, a life to come, that's not talking about Amaratzim, it's talking about people who serve idolatry. Omale, so Rabbi Loza is very insistent, uh, he says, I'll bring you another posuk, Rabbi, where you get the same thing. Anybody who accesses and utilizes the energy of Torah Torah gives him life, and that life is what sustains him even after death. But if he wasn't engaged in Torah, there's no, there's no momentum of energy left after death. Given the Chazia to say, he saw Rabbi Yochanan was very upset. Rabbi Yochanan didn't like this young Rabbi Loza ben Padat being such an extremist and writing off the Amaratzim. Rabbi Yochanan didn't feel that was right. Omale, he said to him, Rabbi Matzatilem Takonam in Torah. I see you're upset with me, he says to Rabbi Yochanan. He says, but I found a solution. For them, don't worry. This, they can do something about it. It's not, a, it's not uh, the end of the story. It says, You are cleaving to Hashem and you're all alive. How can you cleave to Hashem? Hashem is, is, uh, is a fire. How can you cleave to Hashem? So here you've got the social chasm. How, how can a human being cleave to the Rebbeinu Shalom? Says Rabbi Eloza, what that means is if you marry your daughter off to a Talmud, or you do business with a Talmud, you make your Talmud a partner in your business, you give him a small share. It's as if you're connected to the Shekhinah. Now, this is not Sudoka, but I don't know if we'll have a chance to get into the Shulchan Aruch and the Rav Moshe Feinstein that I bring at the bottom. This is not Sudoka. Sudoka is you give to a poor person. 
Rabbi Moshe Feinstein makes the point is what Rabbi Loza ben Pedat is talking about here is even if the Talmud Chacham is rich, the reason you're not doing this is because he needs your money. The reason you're doing it is to build a relationship with him. How else are you going to build it? Now you have a shareholders meeting and you invite him to come to your office. We're going to discuss the business. He's got a little point, 0.01% of your business, but he sits there as a shareholder and you sit and you talk to him. Now you've got a relationship. After the shareholders meeting, you say, would you like to join us for lunch? Now you're taking the Tamit Chochem out for lunch. And he t- teaches you a bit of Torah while you're sitting at lunch. But you're not wasting his time. He doesn't have to sit and listen to your divrei Torah. He, he comes to you for the area where you're expert. He listens to your business insight. He learns, listens to how you see the world, where you think the world is going. That's what he wants to hear from you. He wants to hear your expertise. He doesn't want to hear a cheder story from you. And this way you have a chance to build relationships. So Moshe Feinstein, this and then even more so when it comes to where you talk about a Zvulun and Yusochar arrangement where a person says, I'll share 50% of what I have. 50% of my income is yours. Says Moshe Feinstein, that's clearly not Tzedakah. That's a total investment in a new partnership. That's a different category altogether. But even this, Gemara, we're learning here, this is not about Tzedakah. This is about building connection. This is about building relationship. But the Chidush of Rabbi Lozo ben Pedat is it's not only building a relationship with the Tamit Chochem. Through doing that, you're also building a relationship with Hashem. Because now you, you have this connection with him. He's your, he's your mechutin or he's your business partner. You have a reason to call him up anytime, any day. You can call him up and you don't feel like a, like a nudnik. I'm not phoning you up to ask you a shayla that you can ask Google. I'm phoning you up to give you some news about, uh, you know, we're going to miss our, our revenue this quarter and I would like you to know about it. Well, so take it and how's your family and what's going on? So you've got a connection and, the, and you're not taking away from his time. So also we say, it says you've got to love Hashem, how do you do that? And so on. What's really interesting as an aside is where does Rabbi Lose ben Pedat get that from? That's really interesting. Where does Rabbi Lose ben Pedat get that from? Well, back in Gemara Brochus on Daflamid Dalit, look at this. Omer Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Omer Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Chibar Abba said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Kol anavim kulam lo nitnabu ela lamasi bitol letalmit chochem ulo yisse prakmati letalmit chochem ulo mahani talmid yechachomim min echosov. All the good things the Nevi'im spoke about in Tanakh, who will benefit from that in time to come? The people who have a relationship with Talmid Echachomim, of course the Talmid Echachomim themselves, and people who've connected to Talmid Echachomim. How do you connect to a Talmid Chochem? Says Rabbi Yechanan, you marry his daughter, you marry your son to his daughter, you make him a business partner, you involve him in your business, that's how you do it. So where does Rabbi Lozo ben Pedat get this from? His own Rebbe. Who's he talking to? He's talking to his Rebbe. Now what's further interesting about Rabbi Lozo ben Pedat, you might remember from Yevomus Daftzadi Vovomabez, and if you don't remember, I can't blame you because we didn't have a matmonium on that stuff. I was away that day. <laughs> but, there's, um, but, but still, the Gemara you might have learned. Also, Rabbi Lozor, Rabbi Lozor, this is the same person. It's just so nice to get to know these people, isn't it? And see how human they are. Rabbi Lozor gets up in the base of Medrash and he gives a shir. And he didn't say that he got it from Rabbi Yochanan. So we see with now with Rabbi Eliezer, he's a bit of a, a cutter and paster, isn't he? He's a bit of a, uh, he's taking Rabbi Yochanan's stuff and he's not mentioning his name. Shoma Rabbi Yochanan Ikpid, Rabbi Yochanan was upset. 
Ole Gabi Rabbi Yaakov Baridi went to see Rabbi Yochanan, who was very upset. And just as Hashem instructed Moshe, so he instructed Yoshua. Yoshua didn't deviate one little bit from everything that Hashem told Moshe. Do you think when Yeshua gave Shiurim in the yeshiva, every time he said, I learned this from Moshe, I learned this from Moshe, I learned this from Moshe. He's a Talmud of Moshe. Who else would he have learned from? There was nobody else in the world who could have been his teacher, so he didn't have to say it every time. And Yeshua just taught Torah. And everybody knew this was Moshe's Torah. So you're Talmud Rabbi Yochanan. You'll tell me, Rabbi Loza. He also says things on his own name. Everybody knows it's yours. You don't have to worry about it. And then the Gemara goes and says, So, what do you. And the Rabbi Yechonon says, Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi, you make me feel better. It's a thing older people can sometimes feel that. They've spent their lives teaching, and then the little guys come up and they're sprouting the same things. They don't even remember who they learned it from. And there the old guy sitting in the corner, nobody even notices him. Says Rabbi, Loza, says Rabbi Yechelen, you, you know how to make one feel better. So what you, what you said is comforting, it's really nice, you're right. Everybody knows that Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Eloza is my Talmud, and everything he says one way or another comes from me. And the Gemara then goes on and says, why is it so important to him to be recognized for that? And the Gemara says, even David HaMelech, when we see that there's importance in quoting where you get something from, to give credit. When somebody's created an idea, when somebody's taught you an idea, it's important to give credit to say where you got it from. It's a big schus for the person who initiated that his name is mentioned over and over again in connection with that, and so on. We, we know the Gemara. But what we see over here is this relationship between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Loza, that everything Rabbi Loza got comes from Rabbi Yochanan. So much so that in this conversation, in our Gemara, the conversation he's having with Rabbi Yochanan himself, he repeats Torah he learned from his Rebbe, which is so much part of himself that he repeats it as, as if it's own and where it comes from. But he takes the Torah of Rabbi Yochanan and he applies it. Rabbi Yochanan just said, that's what the, what the Nevuahs are about. Rabbi Loza takes it and applies it to the whole is, issue of how an Amoritz can connect to a Talmud Chochem and how through connecting to a Talmud Chochem one can connect to the Rebbeinah Shalom. And this idea of how does one bridge the chasms how do you build a relationship with somebody who's out of your league? It's such an important capability. It's such an important skill to learn and to know in general life and certainly in the area of Torah as well. Mm-hmm.